there have been some special moments this last season for BC basketball, but on Wednesday night, it went to another level. BC defeats number six UVA, stunning the Hoos, an eight-point favorite for their third top 25 win. I'm going to talk about why this was a special win and where BC goes from here. We'll get into that more on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, and the editor and publisher of 247's Eagle Insider. Hey, folks, this is one of those episodes that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. BC goes out and they shock the University of Virginia Cavaliers 63-48 to in front of a deliriously happy Conti Forum. This was a night I don't think anyone is going to forget. I think this is going to be a night that many students are going to look back on fondly because this was a game where BC, you know, went out there and showed the world what they're made of, showed the world what they can do. And, you know, I think this is one of those bright spots that you can build a program around. Now we have heard over and over again from, from Earl Grant, that he wanted to build a program that's gritty, not pretty. We saw that to a level that I thought really exceeded any other game under in his, uh, in his career. BC was not really, I mean, they shot 52% from the field in that first half, but it was all defense. This game was this game. You could talk about points and hitting some shots and yeah, you have to score points to win games. And that's what BC did here. But it was the defense that I thought really w- was the shining light. In that first half, UVA shot twenty below 25% from the floor. They shot 22%, I believe it was, from, or, or, I think it was even less than that, 10, 10% from the three-point three range. And BC jumped out to a seven-point lead. And on top of all of this, this is one of those games where just everything Not everything happens that you expect, but things happen for a reason. Quinton Post did not look as great as he has done in other games. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, you look back to the Clemson upset. You look back to some of their other big wins. It's always Post. Post has 20-plus points, blah, 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 blah. He, I mean, watching him out there, Jaden Gardner, the the center for, for UVA, he had his number. He was pushing him around underneath, and there was pots where, you know, Post was shooting up air balls. Didn't matter because you found your second answer, which was Makai Ashton Langford in the first half and Jade Zachary in the second. The guard play was exceptional. They were passing the ball. They were they were breaking down. You, I mean, UVA's defense is one of the best in the country, right? And BC was still able to for, for, you know to put together sixty three points. That is a win. It's a huge win. You know, I don't care. Um, I don't care if UVA is overrated because they probably are a little overrated. They probably do 
have, you know, they don't belong to be a ten, top 10 team, but I don't care. They're still the number one team in the ACC and you knocked them off at home. You went out there and you did what you needed to do. And you took down a team that is is projected to be, I, I mean, I was just looking at it earlier this week that they were projected to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. That's special. That's a big win. That's a program-changing win right there for BC. And as I said to start off the show, not only was it a big win here, but this is the third top 25 win for BC. That That's the most since 2008. We're talking Al Skinner time. No, Jim Christian never did it. Steve Donahue never did it. We had to go back to Big Al to, to get a time when BC has done something like that. And with one more win, they'll have more wins than, than he'll have more wins in the ACC than either Jim Christian or Steve Donahue. They're one short. He's, he's, uh, he's got eight wins this year and he's got to get up to uh, nine to get past anything Donahue's done. Georgia tech is not a very good team. You could always do that. And uh, Hey, I'm not even going to close down the potential that they could still shock the, shock the world against wake forest. That, that is, that's impressive. This is impressive stuff. And so impressive that if you're listening to this right now and you say, AJ, you sound a little different. You know why? I'm at a ski house right now up in New Hampshire and there's no place to record in my house. So I'm in my car right now with a microphone attached to my face recording for you live from my car. So I, I had to talk to you guys. I couldn't wait for the morning for this. So I had, I, because this is one of those moments, like as a BC fan, football, basketball, you don't get games like this where you get, you see this. I mean, I love as, as, as a BC graduate, I love when we get a chance to see the students storm and fans storm the storm, the court, they got that BC fans, these, this student group, the sickos out there, the guys that are, you know, live and breathe and do everything about BC basketball. The fact that they did this, and won such a big game and what many of them will have as their final home game is special. That is awesome. This was awesome. And in a moment, we'll get into why I think Earl Grant is building something here at BC and where we could see this program going from here on out and look at the rest of this season. And, and from here on out, what, what are realistic expectations for this program. But if you haven't done so already, I see a ton of listeners. This is more than I've had for many of my football games. And I love that. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button right now. If you want BC video sent directly to your feed, I am the only BC podcast that does this five days a week. Every single day, you'll get all the news and updates. I mean, we talked about the coaching search for the, the uh, offensive and defensive coordinator. We, we have it all. And if you look in the comment section right now, we have a rock, rocking comment section here. We have a ton of guys that I think you guys will want to, 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 to communicate with. So hit the subscribe button right now. But before I get into that, I think I've told you guys about these guys before. Let's tell you about them again. Our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the 
They uh, it's the midway point to the NBA season. It's here and now, and it's the t- perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sports bet book app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then just you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three points drained. I mean, if you want to go and do futures, they have. I saw on FanDuel if you're, I mean, if you're ready for college football, they've got some of the uh, opening games. I mean, they got some of the big games for next season already. No BC games, of course. I mean, I said big games, not not any game. Um, but you can get odds for some of the bigger games uh, coming up, like Navy and Notre Dame in the first week. You get over that. I was really impressed that they have all that already. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to, on your no sweat first bet of up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, a special sports betting partner of the NBA. Locked on BC, AJ Black here. And I know uh, we're looking at. We're looking at where Boston College is right now and looking at what potential the Eagles have to do something special moving forward. Now I saw Trevor Haas of the, of the globe uh, bless his heart tweeting that what happens if BC wins out and then goes deep into the ACC tournament, could we get to the NCAAs? And I saw that and I said, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. It'd be, I mean, right now BC has to win every, they got to win out. There's no way that BC is going to lose any games and make it to the tournament. They got to win the ACC tournament to make it. And hey, we've seen the ACC, they're a down year. It, it's not, that's not out of the realm of possibility that they could win the ACC tournament. Um, they just have to have things fall the right way. I, I mean, I don't, I would bet on it, but I, I could see, I, I think of any year, this could be a year where it happened where you have Duke down, you have UNC down, you just beat UVA, you beat most of the top 25 teams. Why not? Right. So that's that's something. But could BC make the NIT? You need to, have, I believe, to get into the NIT, you have to have a winning record. So in order for BC to get there, they have to win their last two games. You can't lose either of them because if they lose to uh, Wake Forest, then they go below, fi- they're two games below 500. They have one more game, then they wouldn't make it. That would stink. But I, I think, you know, a, a level of success, we've already, I think they've hit it. I think a lot of us can look at this season, right? You look at what BC has done and what they haven't done. And you look at pre-Quinton post-injuries or pre-QP, post-QP, right? As someone loved when I said that before. Pre-QP, you have the Tarleton loss, Tarleton State loss. You have the UNH loss. You have the Maine loss. Uh, Tarleton State was tough. And I I still think that if you had Quinton Post, you probably would have won that game because he just changes everything. But you would have absolutely beaten Maine and and uh, UNH. Given where everything else went this year, if you had a healthy Quentin Post, you probably would have went seven and seventeen and twelve. You had top th- three top twenty five wins. You have potentially nine or ten ACC wins. You have an established identity on defense. You're showing that you have offense. You're developing players. I see. A lot of, um, I see a lot of growth out of guys like Chad, Chaz Kelly, 
Devin McLaughlin has been a revelation. And those are all guys that, that I mean, and, and post himself, right? Quentin post came here from, from Mississippi state two years ago where he was averaging three points a game, right? So you're seeing everything I think you want. You have those unbelievably dumb losses, but I think when you lose, you lost your shooter, Donald Hand, who I think we'll see next year as the guy that can stretch the floor uh, from the guard position. You lost your star center in post, and I believe they had uh, at least Ligbe was out for some of it. Uh, but you've had injuries that 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 definitely hit hard at certain positions and those games ended up being losses. So every aspect of me thinks that BC is growing something here, that we finally have the right head coach for Boston college basketball and a win like this is is the icing on the cake because what's the one thing that this program has lacked. They haven't been terrible recruiting. I mean, Grant's done a nice job recruiting the last couple of years. They've got the facilities now. They've got, um, you know, a, a system in place and a culture. What's the one thing that Conti Forum misses? It's the fans. Wins like this. When, when you open the Boston Globe, the Herald tomorrow, you see it blasted everywhere. on ESP, It'll be on ESPN. Fans are going to see this and go, whoa, there's something going on at Chestnut Hill. We got to go check this out. That will get the casual fans back. That'll get the students back. And that is the missing ingredient right now. I think that is going to be a major uh, improvement. And then going into next year, you're you're going to lose Makai Ashton Langford, who I have to say has been excellent this year. I love watching him play. He's dynamic. Um, he, he's not the best outside shooter, but man, having a guy that can slash like that is is something to, to watch, right? You're going to lose him. And, and I don't know who else you lose. If, if someone else transfers, if you have to find another spot, but you bring in Fred Payne, who's another guard from Texas, um, who I, from everything I've heard in scouting ports, I've, I've, I've listened to on two, four, seven. Um, I apologize if my, my feed goes in and out again, I'm recording from my car. Um, <laughs> I'm doing my best to keep it going. Uh, but you have Fred Payne coming in, another guard, and you have uh, Hastings, Jalen Hastings, a center who's a borderline four-star, uh, 6'10", who's a defensive-minded center. So you hope that you get post back, you have some centers behind him, and then you have what you need. I, I don't know where they go in terms of... Um, I don't. I don't know where they go in terms of the transfer portal, if they lose a player or two, I think that's kind of inevitable in this world. Um, I don't know who that would be, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, I love the future of where this program is heading. I love seeing, you know, Earl Grant being successful. I, I love seeing, and, and Eddie Santiago says, Zach was clutch. Jane Zachary was the MVP of that second half. He had 12 points in the second half, including those five points. I mean, he, he remember that, uh, Gardner, Jalen Gardner, their center was starting to really get into the paint and getting some really easy buckets. Uh, and it was Zachary that had those five points. He had that uh, layup where he slashed to the hole and then he hit a huge three pointer right after that. And that was it. He, he was totally clutch because he was the guy that basically shut down UVA after that. Like it was, it was that shot that did it. Um, so 
you know, I, I think, I think all in all, you look at a win like this and you look at what BC has coming. You have, you have momentum. And I think this is the first time I can remember BC feeling like they have momentum, that they have the roster starting to build in the direction that you want it to be built. Right. You don't just have like a Kai Bowman and Jerome Robinson who, yeah, that's great to have guys like that. Believe me, you want a guy, BC would love to have that, but you have roster depth. You know, you look up and you look one to 12 right now on this roster and you see that Earl Grant has built guys in that can play. Like CJ Penna didn't play today, but if you had to play him, you know, he's he's not the most like he's not like a top five player, but he can play. You, you got Chaz Kelly, you got, you know, Mason Madsen. Uh you know, we're still waiting for Armani Mighty to kind of figure out what what he what he can do. But I I think that's that's the big difference here is is you've got some guys that are ready to play at any moment and you are building a roster. It's not just two guys. It's a roster. And that's what good teams have. Look at what UVA has built there. They've got guys that are good, but everything about what Tony Bennett has built there is a program that is a program. It, and not, that sounds corny, but that's what they do, right? They built a uh, you know, guys that fit into their system, guys that do what they need to do so that you can plug them in and you, and you keep winning. You that's how you sustain winning. And I love that the BC has that going right now. Now I want to also get into some of your comments here really quick too. Frank Ryan says, I have a feeling Glock is going to turn into a beast. He does Devin McLaughlin. Um, Every time he's out there, he he's a redshirt freshman. But folks, does he ever play like one? I mean, he doesn't. He looks like he's been out there for three, four years. He has the confidence and the size, and, and that's what I love about him. Like, you know, Quentin Post is is more of a stretch center. You're like, you don't like when you get a big body center against Post, you're, you're kind of in trouble because he he really has. I, I think he has some defensive liabilities against some of the bigger ones. But when you put McLaughlin on him, McLaughlin. McLaughlin is a defensive uh, center forward, you know, whatever you want to call him, that doesn't have the size Sean Williams had back in the day. But, man, he has the physical, like, he he's much more strong down there than I think Williams was. Williams was just freakishly huge. Uh, but I, I think I think of McLaughlin as a guy that, it, it, yeah, you're right. Once he continues to develop that offensive side, he's going to be a problem. And I, I love that. Uh, Eddie Sink, Tiago says Prince has hops. Yeah, he had some big plays today. I, I thought, you know, Oligby's hit some of those freshman um, struggles at different points, but man, he he definitely looked every bit uh, the the guys should be that should be out there. Now, in our final segment, we're going to continue talking basketball. I had football planned, but you know what? Forget football for a day. Let's let's continue talking basketball let's let's get into what the eagles are doing let's look at these last couple games and see what 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 you guys think and what i think bc is has accomplished for the season we'll be back in just a moment this is locked on bc aj black again number six uva goes down to the boston college eagles 
The Eagles win by 15 points in a game that didn't even feel all that close. BC set the tone in this game. And and credit to the refs for not doing what they've done. It t- you know, one of the things that's tough when you play a physical style of defense is all it takes is one ref that doesn't like the way that you're playing. We saw that in the game where they, I forget what it was a couple weeks ago, where they, you know, they established that they were not going to put up with any nonsense out there, as Malcolm Huckabee kept saying. And that just basically meant everything turned into a foul. Um, And so they let the guys play. And when you allow a team like BC to kind of play physical, they're going to be able to do more things. They're They're able to kind of set the tone out there. You know, watching the defensive side of the ball, you know, it's, it's, if you, if you know what you're looking for, you can see how well things went today. There was never any open shots. You know, UVA had to work and bat and they had to battle for every single point because BC was on them like glue. You know, I thought BC's defense was phenomenal, phenomenal. Like, a master class in how you play defense against a team that where they score like 70, 73 points. I think last time BC played them and then BC held them to 48 today. I mean, this was it, man. This was, this is what you want your team to do. And, you know, they got them frustrated. They got them frazzled in this game. And I mean, it, it, you know how you got, you know what the perfect example of how frazzled UVA was, was when Gardner went to the line and I, not only did he brick two free throws in a row late in the second half and points where they needed it, but I mean, he just clunked those. Those weren't even close. So BC, you know, you have to look at this game and say, this is exactly what you want to see out of your program. For fans that have been, you know, watching football after a three and nine season, after what was it 10 years of Steve Donahue and Jim Christian of, of baseball being completely irrelevant to hockey, having some hard times to get basketball back. I've said this before, folks, when I was at BC, I was there during the Jared Dudley and, and uh, Craig Smith years. Going to basketball games was like a rite of passage. You just had, I, it was my, my weekend, like social event. I loved it. So to see the basketball team fall into such a disarray over the last 10 years or so, it's been heartbreaking because it can be so much fun and it can really be one of those top programs on your campus. Um, and, And it just hasn't been, you're starting to see it now. You're starting to see fans and, and credit again to the sickos because they were the guys that saw this first, that there was something brewing there, that they've got something growing in Chestnut Hill. And this win, this was it, man. As I said before, if you guys haven't followed me on YouTube, do it now. I'm trying so hard to get to 750 subscribers. And if you have multiple, here, let, let me ask you that too. As I sit in my, I'm telling you, I'm in my car right now. It's probably like, it's snowing outside. I can't see outside of it right now. I am in my winter jacket. And it's like 40 degrees in here, but I wanted to talk BC basketball live after it happened. So if you like this and you, and you like my passion, cause I, my, my wife thinks I'm crazy. Hit the subscribe button right now. Go to YouTube, find locked on BC, hit subscribe. We're going to talk about BC um, every single day.
every day I talk about BC on this. You guys know me. Some of some of the some of the OGs on this podcast know me, like Frank Ryan, Peter Caruso, Dennis Monahan, uh, my buddy Marty Party. Uh, you guys have been around, and uh, Bruce McLaren. You guys have been around. You know how I get. You know how excited I get. And so this was such a big win. This was such a big win, and it's built. It's building. It's this, you saw that this is no longer just a, oh, BC has a top 25 win. BC. BC has a, you know, a couple of nice wins. They've got three top 25 wins. They have eight ACC wins. This is feeling good. It's feeling good, folks. Um, I am starting to get more and more uh, Wi-Fi connections here <laughs> issues. So I'm going to bounce out of this, right? So if you have more thoughts, head over to Eagle Insider too. Uh, if you are, if you want to get uh, more involved, uh, I'm the editor and publisher over there. And I have lots of stuff going on. If you want football recruiting, basketball recruiting, I've got insiders from around the nation, national names, come over to Eagle Insider. You can sign up there. Uh, it's like, I think right now we have 30% off a yearly, a yearly subscription. I think it would be worth it if you want to try it out. Uh, come over there. And again, thank you so much. This is a great day to be an Eagle, isn't it? We'll be back again. I am not going to be doing a Friday episode this week. I get one day off a month and I'm going to use it because I'm away. Uh, and there's not really anything much to talk about. So uh, thank you all so much for uh, listening tonight. I hope you have a good day uh, tomorrow and uh, follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. We'll see you again soon. Cheers folks.